Good, good morning, afternoon, or evening. What a truly beautiful day it is. Wherever you are, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your humbled host, Tony Serrano, and this is the PhD in me. Hey, how's it going? So today I wanted to talk about the highest self. It's something that I talk about in some episodes I've talked about on YouTube and Instagram, but I don't really think I've ever sat down and said like, hey, this is what the highest self is. So the highest self is, imagine it as someone who is looking out for your best interest, your best interest in life. The highest self is something that loves you unconditionally. Exactly the way you are is exactly what the highest self loves. You could call it the authentic self. What I like to think of, it's the childlike self that has matured and become an adult. Child and children in general just play. They're so loving. They're also so crazy. And so when you merge that with a maturing adult, you start to go, okay, what are my needs and what will serve my highest good? Your highest good, highest self, authentic self is just someone who is looking out for your best interest, looking out for the decisions that you make. Is this going to honor me or dishonor me? And so it's worth going into what does honor or dishonor mean? And really, that's where you have to take a moment, many moments, and sit down with yourself and go, what really matters to me? And it's really helpful to go and start with maybe your health. What would an honoring health look like? Is it where I don't have to take medication? Um, Is it where I don't have to rely on external artificial supplements? Um, Is it where I can run up uh, stairs or run up a hill and not feel like I'm going to pass out? What is health look like to me? Because it is a little bit different to everybody. I like to eat vegan, but it's not something that I force on other people. I feel better, I feel like more natural, I feel like my skin is healthier, my hair is healthier, and I don't get headaches, I have great sleep. So, you know, you have to figure out while you're growing up, while you're becoming an adult, what honors you. And health is something that is very big in my life. I'd like to live a healthy life. I'd like to not be limited. I'd like to run with our child when he wants to play. Um, I would like to stay up and be able to use my gifts, to read books, to write. And um, I need my health to do that. I I don't want to be in a doctor's office several times a week. Um, God willing, that can continue to happen with the exercise and the diet And I wouldn't even say it's a diet. I think there's a negative connotation with diets. It's just 
how I nourish my body with with water, with some juicing. Um, I have kombucha every blue moon and uh, teas. So, you know, finding what is going to honor you. So instead of restricting ourselves and feeling like we have to have discipline, say when we're on a diet, we want to lose weight. If we're constantly feeling like we have to tame ourselves and withhold, it's going to be really difficult to lose weight or to be healthy because your ego will go, nah, I don't care. I don't really care. But your highest self, if you operate your life through your highest self, it's easy. It's easy because you you look at what you want. Like say it's... um, Say it is some cake. You look at it and you go, well, if I love myself unconditionally and I know that honoring my body is to not have this, maybe, then maybe I won't have it. But there's other times where you are encouraged by your highest self. You go, I love you. I love you. Eat the cake and then go work out tomorrow at the gym. Or, hey, Tony, you have been working out. You've been doing what you need. This little piece of cake isn't going to harm you. I love you unconditionally. I'm not going to shame you. If you want to indulge, indulge. It really gives off the pressure of making those decisions. And when you live with your highest self, you have this trust. You have this trust that, look, I'm going to surrender because sometimes we don't have enough power. We don't have enough discipline. And when you can trust that your highest self is going to look out for your best interest, you're going to be more receptive. You're going to be more receptive to hear that little whisper in the back of your mind going, this is a good idea, maybe this is not a good idea. And the way to really connect with your highest self is through quiet time. It doesn't necessarily have to be meditating right off the bat. When I first started meditating, I remember just meditating for 30 minutes, my very first time, and then I didn't meditate again until a month later. So meditation, I think it's just quiet time alone with yourself to hear your thoughts. If I say that the highest self is not you that I see in a physical form, it is you that you can't see, but you can hear it. And you have to be able to hear that, which means if someone is talking in your ear, if you're listening to yourself talk, or you're listening to music or movies or constantly going, or you're tired, how will you ever be able to hear your highest self speak? How will you ever be able to feel the trust Trust is not something that I can measure and write down and have like a like a, a gas tank where it's full or empty, right? You can't really, you feel trust. Trust is a feeling. You legitimately can close your eyes when you feel trust and you feel supported. You can feel grounded. You feel heavy. You don't feel dizzy and up in the air. You can breathe easy, breathe slow. Trust is a feeling. 
And so meditation is one way to hear your highest self speak. It's one way to feel your highest self within you. So doing things that can get quiet, get you quiet, to hear those things, that's where you'll start to build trust with yourself. Going on a journey and doing a spiritual awakening, not doing a spiritual awakening, but experiencing a spiritual awakening, you start to grow closer and closer and closer to that highest self. I often would ask, like, I was in such a bad place through my childhood, my teenage years, even young adult. Like, how how did I get here? There's so many days, so many weeks where I just felt like there was just no way I was going to make it to the next day. And what I did is I got quiet. I sat down and I read a book or I started to write down my emotions. I think journaling probably was the most healing that I've ever done in my life. Just journaling what I feel inside. Because that's the number one thing. I I think you have to get in touch with how you feel. A lot, I wouldn't say a lot, I wouldn't wouldn't quantify it, but the feeling we all have emotions. We all go through the same emotions. We all have the same set of emotions. Now, one may feel more strong while others less, but when you compare it to someone else, we're all going to feel suffering. We're all going to feel pain, despair, grief, shame, blame, guilt. We're going to feel those things, even though the experiences we have as humans are different. What brings about guilt from, from me may not be the same thing that brings about guilt from Angel. So, Number one, you have to be able to have an encounter with yourself at some point in your life. You're going to have to be able to look in the mirror, look yourself in the face, and be able to sit with what you see reflected at you. That does hurt me, even though I pretend that. No F's given, right? Like the nuns and... They say just like, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But it, it does. It does matter. Everything that you have been through in your life, it does matter. It is significant. And it's worth it to, if you don't tell me about it, to tell yourself. To be able to sit down and go, man, Tony, this, this really gets to you. You are really worked up about this. You're really holding on to this. It's causing a lot of stress in your life. And with the PhD and me, that's that's the point. That's why we're spending time together. Is so that we can master ourselves, master our emotions, to connect with our highest self so that eventually it is difficult to go through those emotions, to confront yourself in the mirror and go... Maybe I don't like where my life is. To be honest, to have those conversations that we need to have, that we were not having at work. We're not having when we go out and go to the grocery store. 
We're not really sitting down and getting deep. And that's what humans crave. We, we crave depth. We crave connection. And I think that's why people love dogs or their animals, even cats, so much. Is because there's not words that need to be exchanged because it's things that need to be felt. We need to feel. And we need to listen to what we feel because there could be miscommunication. We could be feeling one way, but the person that is talking to us or trying to communicate is trying to say something way different and we're taking it and we're not listening and then that builds a wall between you and the other person. So if we can't understand ourselves, how can we understand other people? So with intentional living, this next masterclass that we're going to start is intentional living. What would be the point of intentional living? Well, it's going with your highest self. It's going with unconditional love for where you are in your journey. And it's going, okay, what do you want? What do you want to do? Do you want to stay exactly where you are? Probably not if you're listening to this. We want to go somewhere different. We want to experience something else. Maybe we want to say yes to the dreams that we have been denying ourselves. Denying the dream. Going, you know what? We tried so hard for so many years to do this dream and it's not working out. So we're just going to give up. Or we've been in this relationship. Or in this career. And we've committed so much time. We can't give up. We'll waste it all. What What will all of that work be for? Intentional living goes. What you need is what you need and you can no longer deny yourself of your needs i think true success in adulting is when what you want and what you need are the same when they match and it's hard to get there because there's no guide on how to have what you want and your needs matching so intentional living is very playful. It's very adaptive. It pivots when you want to pivot. And as emotional as we are, as sometimes we often drive our lives from our ego perspective, intentional living gives you that leeway to just have fun with life. Life really should be fun. I know that it can be stressful, but I don't think it should be. I think it should be easy. I think that we should be able to laugh at ourselves, to have some humility, to go, okay, yeah, maybe that one wasn't such a good idea, but we could try this one. It's to not give up, not get bitter or jaded by life, not get negative or get so overwhelmed and consumed by our thoughts and our anxiety that we become negative, where we're not even going to try it before we knock it down. Or we're not even going to allow other people to experience it for themselves before we go, no, 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 I already did that. N- don't even. There's, there's a way to communicate your concern, but not so negative and not so like just downer, being a Debbie Downer. So your highest self, all of this to say is that the highest self is your authentic self. They're synonymous 
They're there for your highest good. It is something that is within you that you know what is your best. You know what the best decision will be if you just take a moment and let it come to you. Let it reveal itself because it's already there. We just think so much as humans and we think we're so right (laughs) as humans that we can't just reveal the answer that's already there. So intentional living really allows you to be patient with yourself, to sit and confront who you look, who you see looking back in the mirror. And for a long time, I don't even think I cared about the mirror. I I didn't care about the reflection of what I saw. It was just kind of nothing. And I think that's also why there was mistakes that were made is there wasn't a connection with something deeper within myself. There wasn't something cultivated within. There wasn't like a flame or a fire. It was just a, ah, I'm here. Oh, okay, another day. Okay, well, they said to do this, so I'll do this. You know, there wasn't this fire for myself of like, what does Tony want? And I talked about it in our opener that, our season three opener that, who am I if you take all all the labels and all the titles, who am I as as a person um, and what gifts do I bring to the table? And so that fire is stoked, that light within me. I've, I've mentioned the light. The light within you is unconditional love. It is the thing that fuels children to wake up every day excited and curious for what is to come. They don't know what is to come. They don't have expectations. They don't wake up going, this day must be this way. And if it's not, I'm going to throw a fit. You know, they live moment to moment. And that fire, if it is squashed, if it is covered by the, the negativity or the negligence and just the the shame and maybe the guilt of of suppressing a child's emotions like that's why we don't have light as adults that's why we don't have the fire that's why we you know are in jobs that don't bring us fulfillment and you don't have to just get fulfillment from your job you can get fulfillment from your hobby like your job is just to put food on the table and a roof over your head but it doesn't just have to be living with the bare essentials like you deserve to have what you want if you want that nice car You deserve to have that nice car. Stop denying yourself. Stop, like intentional living says, go, yes, live your life. Because like in the season three opener, life is so short. And the only thing that's certain in life is that we're going to die one day. That we're not going to be here. So if you are watching, if you are listening, and life is just a replay, a cycle, a monotony, like, over and over and over again. If there's no fire, no fuel in your your life, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. I want you to experience yourself as your being exactly the way you are right now. Take deep breaths. Relax your shoulders. 
Relax your jaw. Relax the space between your eyebrows at the center of the forehead. I want you to imagine a small flame deep at the center of your chest. This flame, it flickers. It beats the same pace as your heart. As you take a deep breath in, the flame gets bigger. You know that this flame is love. This flame protects you and supports you. This flame has no judgment against you. And take another deep breath and feel the flame get bigger. Feel it spread through your body. Notice the sense of lightness. The sense of depth. Now this flame is always on. This flame is with you Wherever you go, and whoever you're around, this flame is with you. This flame loves you, supports you, and it cheers for you. It knows that all your needs will be met. And just remember, whenever you need to feel this flame, you close your eyes, take a deep breath in, and a deep breath out. And you can sit with your flame. You can feel the love growing. can slowly, gently open your eyes. Take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. So I want to end this episode that this is your flame. This is your highest self, your authentic self that supports you and it loves you and it can grow as big, as big as wide and as deep as you want it to. 
We all have this flame at birth and unfortunately sometimes the people that are around us, our environment, our society, our culture will try to squash this flame, will try to make us feel that we have to hide it in some way. But know that we are all stronger together when we live with this flame, when we embrace the flame, when we share the flame with others. It's what unites us as people. And it's the love that we all need. We all need, now more than ever, now more than always. So please, please take your time. Enjoy your flame. Play with your flame. Let it be fun. Let it be light. Maybe you journal just how you're feeling. And in light and love, namaste. Have yourself a beautiful, bright day. We'll see you next week on Wednesday. Take care.